of Renewed Talk. It's Elaine Janelle on the mic, also known as Mickey Jane. And I hope that you are glad that you are here. Yes, we are here to talk because it's Renewed Talk. If you didn't know, if you haven't heard, we're a podcast and we've been around for just a little while. We don't have a whole bunch of episodes because it takes a while to create good content. But one thing for sure is we have grown. Since starting Renewed Talk, we are also streaming live. So if you want to see some of the conversations that you're hearing, on the podcast, on SoundCloud, or, or iTunes, you can definitely tune into YouTube, or you can also look forward to Facebook because we're going to Facebook next as well. With all of these episodes, we're talking about all things of life with God involved. So sometimes I'm talking with people who are believers who just want to talk about life situations or things that they're involved in, and it's not just about church, church, church. No, it's not just about church, church, church. It's about everything else as well as life in the community. And guess what? Today, that's what we're talking about. Community, making a connection. That's our theme today. So before I hop heavily into our guests and what's going to happen today, I want to just share a quick scripture with you coming from 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. 11 says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Yep, that's our scripture reading for today. Well, why are we talking about the community? Why are we talking about making a connection? So I connected with a good friend of mine. His name is Judah, but his real name is James. I call him Judah because that's his nickname. And he's coming from the place of Philadelphia. Yes, that's my home city. And I gathered two of my friends from the DMV area, also known as Camille and Sherelle. And these two young ladies are the founders of DMV Power. Anybody ever heard of POW before? I believe it stands for Police Athletic League. Yes, so the three of us, four of us, got together to have a conversation about how the community needs to be impacted, specifically our young people. And that is what we discussed today. So if you are a young person who's listening and you kind of like what you're hearing a little bit, stay on for a while. You might learn a few things. And if you're an older person or a grown-up, as they would say, please, please take in what you're hearing and, and yield some some information. The scripture talked about sharing your gift. Yield some to gifts, yield some talent to the community because sometimes you never know who will need your help and who needs some of your wisdom and the things that you've learned. One thing for sure I will say is that the reason why I am the way that I am is because my mother made sure I was connected with the community. From going to gymnastic practice to piano practice to clarinet practice and even letting me be a Girl Scout because I really, really wanted to be one. My mother made sure I was active in the community beyond just what I did at church and beyond just what I did at school. You want to know why? Because the world is big. And the, and I'm sure, I'm sure of one thing for sure, my mother wanted to make sure I knew that I had options. And one thing that concerns me today about the young people is 
I don't know if many of them realize that how many options they have. I mean, we have the internet, we have TV, we have so many things, the music, the hip hop world is at our fingertips. And yet sometimes these young people still don't realize that you have options. You have options for which school you wanna go to. You have options even for traveling in the world. And sometimes we're limited by our situations, but I'm here to tell you that you can't fall into that mindset. You gotta challenge yourself sometimes and go beyond. And this is why we are talking about community making a connection so if you like what you hear i want y'all to stay for the conversation it's about to be great it's about to be good in the meantime i'm gonna play some independent music coming from my boy just incredible out of north jersey and if you like what you hear check him out on soundcloud new music coming for you all right i'm elaine janelle on the mic and it is renewed talk so you don't have to wonder just what you mean to me I don't want to hurt you Tell me why you can't see I'm a what, what you've been It's Elaine Janelle on the mic, and I'm glad that everybody could join us. <laughs> um, one thing I want to tell you is that uh, this place is a podcast literally about everything. 
nothing is off of the charts. We talk about everything. James, who is also on the screen as Judah, has been here before. <laughs> Judah has been here before. And if you interested in seeing the conversation he was a part of before, check out uh, SoundCloud. It's Renew Talk Elaine Janelle. That is literally the name, Renew Talk Elaine Janelle. Check it out on SoundCloud. I believe we had a conversation and going back to talking about, um, what did we talk about that night? We talked about a lot of things. I'm trying to think of the exact topic um, because I think we were, I did a guy's version and a young lady's version. And Deneen, who's actually watching on YouTube, her daughter was a part of the one I did with the ladies' version. But you had to scroll on YouTube, on SoundCloud or YouTube. It's on YouTube as well to, to find it. And actually on YouTube, James, your episode was one of the one the most watched episodes on YouTube so far. Yeah. Yeah. So we, get some, we got a little bit of traction. <laughs> we got a little bit of traction. But it's been a while. It's been a year since I've sat and done this. And the last mm -hmm. episode I done with, was with um, my cousin, also known as Slim. And so we're back better than ever. And on this episode, I have Miss Sherelle and Camille. And I have uh, my co-host tonight is Mr. James Judah Rogers. All right. So as we're going to dive right on in, our topic tonight is community, making a connection. So we're going to start right off with, I want to ask uh, Sherelle and Camille just to share um, what they do, who they are, where they're from. Uh, you don't have to give us too much about DMV Pal because we're going to be talking a lot about that tonight, but just a little bit more about where you came from and how you landed in this DMV area. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm from New Jersey and I went to, um, I actually grew up in Powell. So my dad is a retired police officer. And so I was in Pal from like the age of seven until we say once a Pal kid, always a Pal kid. So okay. Um, so I went to school in North Carolina at ECU. That's where I met Camille. Okay, cool. Uh, so we've known each other forever, literally forever. Um, and then I came to DC after ECU. I came here for grad school. I went to GW for forensic psychology and I've been here. Well, I went to LA for a little bit and then I came back. So I've been here for a while. Okay. <laughs> How many years total, uh, Cheryl? Ooh. Um, 2012 minus a year and a half. Okay. All um, right. Yeah. A minute. So <laughs> I'm Camille. Um, I'm from North Carolina, hence the accent. And it's funny because I've been here for eight years and I always think that my accent is gone. And then people are like, where are you from? Are you from here or there? And I'm like, like, I thought I was getting away with it, but clearly I'm not. Um, I went to East Carolina, too. Came here in 2012 to go to grad school. Um, I went to Trinity. I thought I was just kind of going to, like, be in D.C. for a second, and, like, clearly I made a home of it. Mm -hmm. um, I've been here ever since. I love D.C. Um, I got into the nonprofit scene. I really wanted to be, like, a journalist and all this stuff, and clearly God just took me on a whole different route. So here I am. Cool. Later. That's good. Um, my co-host James, please tell the people where you're from, and also you can mention your brand. But like I said, we're gonna dive into this tonight. All right, I am Judah Rogers from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, born and raised, and uh, I am also the CEO of Judah Empowerment Incorporated. Um, and uh, I was also once a part of Powell back in the day. Yeah, I love that. So. Uh, 
because we'll get further to that later on. Um, but I you know, uh, but the school for human services graduated, trade school, I should say, for human services graduated. And from there, I started my own nonprofit organization and music. Yeah. yeah. So this is good. This is good. I can Sherelle and Camille because this is like decision day for a lot of uh, youth. I've been seeing it all on my timeline. Shout out to my niece Kayla. It is so many. Pe- Shout out to Kayla. It's so many people making choices and decisions. Can you tell me what exact school you went to because I don't know the acronyms? <laughs> yes, TCU, North Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina, home of the Pirates. Yeah. Okay. It's easy. <laughs> yes. So, um, thank you though for for joining us, and also thank you for sharing, you know, where you're from and the connection that you've made. So, uh, before I give it the me, myself, and Judah will be sharing a lot of the conversation as as far as questions. So, before I pass it on to him to ask you some questions about DMV, Pow, I just want to ask like. You said that you met in college. What ended up being the connection of you both landing in the DMV? Like, the fact that you met in North Carolina, but y'all didn't stay in North Carolina. <laughs> so, and I know you said you went to grad school, Sherelle. So, this is, like, what brought it all together that you ended up landing here? Because I know, I mean, everybody doesn't know, but I know that you live in D.C., so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really wasn't so sure what I was going to do after school. Um... And so I had been looking at master's programs and I applied to one and that was GW and I got in and I was like, you know, I've always loved DC. I have family from Bowie. Okay. Okay. A lot like growing up. And it was when I really got to see black people doing big things and having the nice houses and the nice cars and just, just the beautiful families and all of that. Cause where I'm from is a predominantly white area. And so that was something I loved, loved, loved about the DC area. So once I got in, I was like, well, I'm coming to DC. And so, really, I love it enough to go to LA and come back. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, so, I mean, to go to LA and come back. I only know one. I have one friend that lives in LA. She's been a part of Renew Talk as well. Um, and she went to school here and went back to LA. She's originally from. So, yeah, you must love DC to go to LA <laughs> and come back. <laughs> My family being in Jersey, it was just too far. Mm-hmm. I, I missed a lot of things that I wanted to be a part of that I couldn't with that four and a half hour plane ride. So, yeah. Absolutely. How about, um, how did the connection then happen since you came here for GW, uh, which for those who listen to George Washington University, uh, where did the connection then happen, Sherelle, for you to land in area as well? So, I mean, honestly, so... Like, I mean, Camille, sorry. Cam- so, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, honestly, like, I just wanted to get away from North Carolina. That was really number one. Um, I am from, like, Nashville, North Carolina, so it was only, like, 45 minutes away from where we went to college. Okay. So, like, it was like, really close to home. Um, and I always, like, wanted to live in a city. And after kind of, like, visiting Sherelle in New Jersey and then, like, being able to see New York, I was like, I don't think this is for me. It's too busy. <laughs> And so when it came time to like being like, okay, like what's the next move? Like grad school was like just like the option. And so DC became the thing. And honestly, we've been roommates since we were 18. Anybody? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like we, it was kind of like a, a smooth transition. Yeah. Kind of, I'd say we're trying to go to the same place, but I was like, okay, best friend, we, we, we out here. Um, so it really wasn't like a 
having to reconnect or anything of that story. It was just like, we're going to continue this thing on just in a different place. Wow. <laughs> cool. What what square school did you end up going to? Um, I went to Trinity. I okay. Went to Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. okay. You did mention it earlier, so I'm sorry. You yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm passing on to, to Judah to see if he has any questions to start us off. Once again, if you're, I'm still live on Facebook for a little while longer. If you're listening on Facebook, click the link. Follow us to YouTube. <laughs> okay, so I, as I stated earlier, that um, when I was young, I was a part of Powell. And when mm -hmm. I was a part of Powell, we uh, I was involved in a basketball, um, a drill team here in Philadelphia called the Foot Stompers. We used to have rehearsals there. Yeah, uh, different things of that nature. So, what what type of activities do y'all have for the young people, uh, you know, at the DMV? Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good question. So, um, a lot of people, because Powell is police athletically, and mm -hmm. sometimes they use like activities interchangeably. But like a lot of people, they know it as a sports program. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't play many sports um, like that, and so when Terrell and I got our opportunity to start a Powell we're really big on intentionality. So we're like, okay, yeah, it's cool. The kids have opportunity to play basketball and football, but these are some things that these kids have already been exposed to and they're doing regular. Um, so we brought in like awareness. We brought in things that like are surrounding like entrepreneurship, like mm -hmm. mindfulness. So like just being able to see our kids like painting, being able to go to Baltimore and see our kids like doing belly breathing. And oh, wow. Dang. Um, so it's everything like the academics, really being able to expose them to just different places. So that means if you're like, you know what, I really have an interest in, you know, making beats. We were able to get um, put up to visit the living classrooms in Southwest where our kids are learning how to make beats. And like, it's, it's dope because that's something that kids think about all day or just being a different things. Um, so we offer a variety. We're really big on if our kids have expressed an interest in it, um, we're like, let's find someone who can do it, mm -hmm. who can explore them. Well, everything is about. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, that's that's more than what we had. We had a guy named Mr. George. And Mr. George, he, he became like a community father and everything like that. So, uh, you know, growing up in a, in the uh, urban community, we had a lot of little, little gangs where we thought we was gang members. <laughs> so it, it would be, you know, we lived on 24th Street, we would be against 25th Street. But Mr. George and um, some of the others that were part of power, like, would come they would grab us all up and take us and just sit us down and talk to us and different things of that nature. So I know it most definitely is a most it has a most positive influence on the young people. So thank yeah. you for sharing. Yes, thank you. That's so good. And the fact that you remember Mr. George says everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. What what made you guys decide to start DMV Pow? And like I said, me and Judah are gonna be sharing this because I want Judah to share what made him start. Judah empowerment. We it's gonna be a whole vibe. So, but I know you can't. You and I. I said to James not too long ago because James is a close friend of mine. So we talk often. And one thing we, I was like, I remember when Paul used to come to the schools. I grew up in West Philadelphia, so we both were hardcore inner city kids. And um, they used to come to the schools and talk to us about you know being active. And my mother already had me in fifty million things as a child, like. Yeah. <laughs> I went to sleep tired. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't even think I had the time to be active in Powell's, but um, as I will mention for those who will listen to the podcast, 
I was involved in Girl Scouts and all these other things that were very communal centered. So what made you guys decide to kind of recenter yourselves on or going to community? I mean, you just, you said you got a master's in forensic, like, how did this happen? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've always wanted to help people from like, as long as I can remember, my parents would be like, what do you want to do when you get older? I'd be like, I just want to help people. And they're like, okay, well, we need to be a little bit more specific. I'll break it down for it. Um, so I went to school for psychology. Forensic psychology just, it, it sounded dope. I was like, I can learn about criminal minds and how they profile people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can fix the criminal justice system, which, you know, I can't. Um, but yeah, it just, it kind of happened naturally, I guess, because Camille and I started doing um, youth empowerment workshops, if you will. Mm for PAL. And so National PAL would have different um, opportunities or conferences and things like that. And they'd be like, hey, we need somebody to make up a presentation about this. And we're like, okay, we have something for you. Like, let's go and do it. So we started doing that. And that was just like, she was still working her um, old job. I was still working my old job. And so that's what we were doing on the side really for fun, I guess. Okay. Um, and so, as I mentioned, my dad runs a PAL in New Jersey. He's also, or he was on the, what he is on the board? Yeah, he's still on the board of National PAL. Oh, wow. So okay. I started talking to him about um, just some of the things that we had seen in the city and how they could really use a pal. And like me and Camille had all these conversations. So we started sharing with him and he was like, hmm, he's a big thinker. So if you mention something. Okay. He goes like, all the way. <laughs> That's good. Like, Let's do that. So he was like, hey, yeah. So there's this opportunity. Like we just got to write these grants and like see what happens. And so we wrote the grants. And next thing you know, we had, our goal was one pal in D.C. Oh, wow. And okay. after we had kind of started the paperwork and all that stuff, the governor of Maryland reached out and he said oh. that he wanted to see pals in a few different locations in the um, in the state and wanted us to be in charge of them. Wow. So we went from one to, I want to say like eight in our first year. Um, and we have sit, broken it down to like six. I was about to say that that's a big jump. <laughs> that's a big jump. Absolutely. But it's funny because it's something that we always talk about. We're like, we asked God for this one thing, and he was like, I'm gonna bless you with this, 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 and this. And there's so many times when we're like, We're not equipped to do this, like we don't know what we're doing. We're really trying to figure this out as we go. And it's like God just keeps allowing us to meet people and for different opportunities to happen. So yeah, it just happened it clicked wow that you know that's amazing i did i just want one pal <laughs> I, facebook anybody just want one connection but that's crazy how that one thing can transcend and grow um and uh james share like and i know i asked you to be my co-host but i'm gonna ask you to do some explaining as well mm -hmm. i know the difference guys don't they be like that's not what they're supposed to do <laughs> But uh, do share the purpose of Judah Empowerment and like what made you decide um, to form this community effort. Okay, so can I go off the backwards? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, I'll answer that. So uh, <laughs> as I stated before, I went to school for human services. Uh, after being encouraged, that's when I played for, I had dropped out of school went and got my diploma, and then they just pushed me further to say, you know, you don't have to go to college, because I really wasn't interested in going to college at the time. I said, you don't got to go to college, but at least get something else under your belt. So I went to school for human services, and um, after graduating, 
my teacher came up to me and uh, he just said, man, what do, you, what do you think you're going to do from here on out? How do you think you can incorporate human services with something that you love to do? So he began to ask me, like, what do you love to do? So um, I began to tell him I was, came up playing music. So I started off playing the drums and then I graduated to the piano side because I've been playing the piano all my life. And uh, so he's like, you know, how do you think you can incorporate the two? So I said, well, you know, I probably can start like a music, a music program. Mm -hmm. um, just to create a, a safe haven for the young people in the neighborhood, um, have them come learn how to play the piano, vocals, drums, different instruments, and different things like that. So, um, so I started that in 2014. Uh, Elaine helped me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she helped me out a lot with my PowerPoint presentations. I think I, I've been, I think when she helped me with that, I told her I want a shelter. I want a. Uh, 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 I you know, everything. go baby, go home. Portfolio, everything, but um, um, I, I end up getting a mentor, which is very important. I got a mentor, and he told me, he said, "Man, listen, start with what you love. If you love music, start with music." So I started a music program, um, and uh, I started talking to college kids that was going to school for music, and I would have them to come and work with the kids in the neighborhood. Right. And, uh, so I started that, and. Um, so from there, we we end up getting a phone call to bring it to New York and working with the to work with their foster children out there in New York. And uh, so we so we have uh, so we took the program out there and uh, we started the, the program. We started working with all the kids. Beautiful, I mean, awesome, phenomenal. And along with that, we partnership with Berkeley College of Music and they're two dance students to kind of work with our kids. And yeah, so then they asked us to start another program. A mentorship program for young men and young women. So we also started that. So it's 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 uh, an awesome experience, and um and made what made me want to do it is because that's the way my it's the way my grandmother raised me. She kept me out of the streets. or kept me out of harm's way because she always kept me involved in some type of activity. If I wasn't at the pile, she kept me. Uh, she kept me involved in some gymnastics activity, had me boxing, and you yeah. know me getting music lessons. So. I said, you know, here in Philadelphia, they have taken away a lot of activities here within this, in the community. So a lot of our kids, the only thing they have to do is go to the park and play basketball. Is you know, they don't have no tutoring, no mentors. Yeah. So you know, I want to, I want to give that back to my yeah. community because that's what was given to me by my grandmother. So. Yeah. 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 That's good. <laughs> you did it big with the Berkeley College of Music. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yes. 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 So um, I want to ask another, I want to kind of dive into when you said you asked for one pile and then it transcended to eight piles, what was their transition like? So my biggest thing is, and this is my thing for a uh, social media world, for those who listen to Hey Y'all on Facebook, join us if you want to see the full conversation, come on over to YouTube. Uh, the link is in the chat. You just scroll up and you can hit the link. One of the biggest things I noticed is that people don't talk about the process. They right. post the process when it's done. Mm -hmm. So you get a good, good looking, made up Facebook, great, you know, Instagram ready picture. Mm -hmm. But the the real process, they don't post that. And it, a lot of people, mm -hmm. they don't wait. They wait until the kid come through it. And I think mm -hmm. what is good for um, you to share really, especially from going from one to eight in that short period of time is how that transition happened and how did you deal with the change? of just seeing one part of your vision <laughs> overtake you. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah, that that's a good question. Um, it was. I feel like on the outside we were like we were handling good, but like one once again we lived together, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a lot of conversations when like most people wouldn't be talking about work, but we were talking about work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like initially we were like, and we've always been super thankful. But I think like anytime you look back into some of the things that like God's giving people like, in the Bible, it's kind of like. Thank you, God, but uh, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. So, like, that was constantly a thing where we're, like, we're thankful we asked for this, kind of, but, like, we really don't know how to operate mm-hmm. in this space. Right. Like, we had, both had, like, our own, like, strengths and talents, but the thing about it is, like, we really, we were just kind of, like, given the task. It was like, okay, we're not giving you a team to work with you. Like, we're not even really giving you the people that are going to help you in this location. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, we're telling you to place this. You go plant the seed. You go meet the people. So it was a struggle because clearly we're both young black women. We end up in a lot of rooms with people who didn't look like us. Um, mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome is very real. Mm-hmm. So we would go into law enforcement agencies trying to convince them as to why they needed this program mm-hmm. when they're already super stretched, you know, beyond their capacity, um, when some of them have never worked with kids, and let alone probably even really interacted with two young women who were coming in and saying, like, we're going to kind of like tell you what to do in this capacity. Yeah. Um, the fact that like a lot of people I think because we did do such a good job of like not even put on a front but like <laughs> holding it together people were coming to us in the midst of it like hey like I've seen what you've done in this place come do it over here so mm-hmm. we were constantly getting emails like hey will you come to our city will you come to our place will you help us with this and we're like we don't know um so the process was definitely interesting and I think it took a lot of us having to just reflect and like a lot of it's been some tears. It's, it's been some very frustrating nights, but having to remember, like, okay, if God's called us through this, like, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, really trying to realize, like, this isn't of our own doing. So I think because, like, both of us, we have really high standards for ourselves. And sometimes we've had to be like, okay, like, we want to help people. We want to do a lot of things. But it's okay to know we can't help everybody. Yeah. Um, and to, like, ask for help. But also, too, having to be very transparent at times and let people know, like, not necessarily that we're struggling, but, like, we need more help. We have we have a team that works with us now, thankfully, but we're still small. So, like, honestly, having to tell people, like, listen, when you're even with somebody on the Apple account, it's probably me or Terrell. <laughs> when you were, you know, like, luckily we have a social media team and stuff now, but, like, back in the day, it was, like, we were doing everything from, mm-hmm. like, writing grants to, like, ordering the snacks to plants, right. everything. <laughs> That's and, real. No, That's and, very real. It's been a struggle, but it's, it's worth it, though. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, how did you make the connection? So I, I've been on your website of quite a few times, even before we planned this. And I was just like, how did they make the connection? Like, Sherelle, is that your brother that works with you guys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're twins. We look alike, right? <laughs> so that I, the, the, the network of connections, and then I'm going to pass it back on to James, because um, that's something I, I know that Judah Empowerment is doing as well. The, the network connection. So uh, I went on to Judah Powerness, New York employees. I was like, okay, who are these? Like, how did you make that connection? Did you actually hire people or did you first ask for interns? I know people who want to have an effect on the community. Like, where do you start in this process? Um, That's a good question. So uh, like Camille said, a lot of the stuff that we do is, is the two of us. Um, aside from my brother, we actually had somebody else that was in his position first, okay. but they were not able to handle the job. And he kind of, he was a professional um, soccer player and his team got dismantled and all this stuff. And he was like, Hey, I don't really have nothing to do. And I was like, well, if you can do this, this, and this, I'm treating you like a real employee. 
you ain't getting no handouts. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I still tell him, don't think I won't fire you. <laughs> so yeah um so yeah he kind of just picked up the slack and it's it's funny because he's our we call him our like executive program assistant mm-hmm. but he has started his own pal in new jersey oh so, wow yeah so right now he is really just um not just but running our social media because he also has a social media business with his best friend that he also just started so he's super busy um, and we will be transitioning out of him out of his um, position once this is all over, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so if anyone needs a job and does good work, we're hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> um, but the other the other young ladies that we had are actually people that we found on Indeed. We just posted an Indeed ad and was like, hey, this is the job position. This is kind of what we were trying to do. And we went through lots and lots of interviews to get our team. And it was not easy, but our team is, they're super solid and they're wonderful. Um, one of the young ladies, actually her brother, we work with her or we work because he's no longer in charge of the division. Okay. We work with her brother. He's a sergeant at the Salisbury police department. And so we had been telling him forever like hey we need somebody to be able to help you with this because your job is not this paperwork i get it you don't you don't understand it you know it's fine and so we went through all these interviews and we kept telling him we're like we're we're missing something like there's just nobody who fits the mold and then we ended up meeting his sister and we were like so you've been sitting on this gym (laughs) (laughs) for real like really and so she started working for us and she's yeah she's awesome right wow wow (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to pass it on to James. <laughs> okay, so y'all work with young people, like, uh, from what age is that about? So PAL is from 5 through 18, but it depends on the location. So we are kind of, I guess, the people in the, we call ourselves the head change makers, but we're the people who unfortunately have to sit in the office and do the paperwork and the not-so-fun stuff. Right. And so we actually um, have the direct affiliation with National PAL, and then we work directly with the law enforcement officers or agencies, as well as schools, in order for them to get the curriculum to, to administer and work with the kids. Okay. So depending upon the school, like here in D.C., we're at the C school, and um, they are 8th, ninth, and 10th graders. They're all young men of color from D.C. Um, in Baltimore, we have some younger kids. They're like like young, yeah, like babies, like, like six. Like six wow. <laughs> Um, we're also at the C school in Maryland. So they're middle and high school, sixth and ninth graders. We are in an elementary and a middle school in Cambridge, as well as two middle schools in Salisbury. I'm sorry. It's not everybody. I hate when I miss them. Um, in Cecil County, we are at an elementary school. Okay. Okay. Where is Cecil County? Sorry. Especially near Delaware, honestly. It's like literally we can go to Cecil County and eat in Delaware. So it's yeah. far away. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so uh, so how did you, like what made you, I know so you're power, right? So mm-hmm. as long as power been in existence, what made you want to, because uh, you, you guys partnership with power and mm-hmm. create other branches, right? Say it one more time. You guys partnership with POW and Creator Other Branches are? So essentially we are DMV POW and we have an affiliation with National POW, but okay. there are POWs across the country that are, or, or POW name, but they're not affiliated with National POW, so they don't have that same 
um, access to resources and things wow. like in the National Power Bucket. Does okay. Okay. So, what made you guys want to like work with Powell to mm -hmm. establish it and not, you know, because I know a lot of people we have our own visions and then you know want to establish our own establishments and you know create our own um, uh, facilities and different things like that. So, mm -hmm. what made you guys want to link with Powell and say, you know, we want to continue this in our district or whatever? Mm -hmm. Now, I, honestly, I think it. For me, at least, I'm gonna say it probably came from Sherelle's um, affiliation with Pal and like her growing up in Pal, her dad, like I said, still running a Pal and everything of that sort. Um, okay. So that was kind of like our avenue in. But I think that even though like I'm, I'm thankful that we know Pals from all over the country because yeah. like you know where you go, the Pals can look the same, but sometimes they look so different. Mm -hmm. So I think like we had originally like I said we were doing those um, youth workshops and things. So we were like we're gonna start our own organization, do this <laughs> and do that. Right. And we realized we're like, we can do power and still put our own unique flair on it. Got it. Got it. It doesn't have to be this cookie cutter thing. Like, we can go right. in you know, every step of the way. We've been like, this is how we want our logo to look. This is how we want our messaging to look. This is how we want our programs to look. And like, we've been very um, adamant on making sure people know, like, this is a program for the kids who are in the program. You know, we're not trying to offer up anything that they've done in another place just because it worked over there because they might not work where we are. Right. Um, which is easier for us to kind of transition in and then be like, let's put our little flare on and make it cute. Right, right, right. Awesome. Yeah, that's 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 like uh, what happened with me. You know, I I, I thought that Judah Empowerment was gonna stay in Philadelphia mm -hmm. um, because that's it was where it was where it was birthed out. It was birthed in Philadelphia, and I thought, wow, this is it. I'm not going nowhere else. And then boom, I get a message from Facebook. We want you to bring it to New York. We like what you're doing. Bring it to New York. Yeah. Bring it to New York. I never thought about taking it to New York. Yeah, it was, right. It, it was just like the they were offering me. They were offering us. It was like the opportunity. I just couldn't resist because I'm like I love kids and to be working with foster children. It was like, oh man, this is gonna be an experience like none other. So you know I mean, I most definitely understand. It. And and I I never thought that I would be working with another agency. I thought it was just gonna be Judah Empowerment. Y'all bring your kids to Judah Empowerment. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So to link up with another organization, it was like, wow, this is it made it more easier for her. I mean, you know, I didn't I had to work, didn't work, have to worry about going at, from house to house, bring your kids, bring your kids. It was like, no, we're sending our kids. We got kids to see. You don't need to worry about it. Yes. So yeah, I most definitely understand. That that's good. Um, I know because of being a part of the beginning process of Judah Empowerment, I know what it's like to kind of have a vision and what's very interesting about all of this is I used to say when I was a kid that I wanted to like do things with music and children. I remember yeah. I used to tell people because my parents were, were teachers where they were like, you're going to be a teacher too. And I'd be like, last resort is to teach music. And then <laughs> that was like the last resort was to teach music like in a public school. And then I met James. And then when I heard his vision, when, while I was in Philadelphia, we pushed that. That was like our thing yes. to help build it, to grow, make connects, yes. like literally yes. finding buildings because yes. that's because you're doing something out of the norm. And so yes. something I really appreciate that, that James asked you guys were really relating to what made you decide to go ahead and still team up with pals and still have your own vision, but under... Yes under um, the national powers and or powers national and what makes that stick out to me is that i think sometimes when we are entrepreneurs and we have a vision or we have an idea 
sometimes we think we're supposed to carry it all of ourselves. So we won't just do this. I'm a, you know, like I said earlier, like, you know, I'm a dream big. I'm a think big. And not realizing that the beginning of what you're doing, you definitely may need a push of something else. And what you think in your mind may not exactly be the exact picture of what it comes out to be. Like, <laughs> so, so it's good to team up with other people. Like, you deciding, let's do piles. Like, yeah. pile. That yeah. means a lot. Because yeah. some people have it, and I hate to say it, uh, but some millennials, we get in our minds like, we just going to do it like this. It's going this way, we're going to do it, this way it's going to be done. And that's mm-hmm. not always the way it comes out to be. Yeah. I, yeah. What what counties, you named some of the counties, I know you named Salisbury, shout out to my mentor, Lori mm-hmm. Carter. She works with the... Um, the planning is only committee in Salisbury. Um, yes. yes. Well, they're wonderful. Such wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So I, what, what other counties are you in? Um, from DC to Virginia to Maryland, just share like all the areas that you're working in, especially if anybody watches this later, like I can see who's basically on right now and who's chiming in on Facebook. But if somebody watches this later and they do have a child or they're in a community, like, Oh, we want that here. Do share. <laughs> so we are not in Virginia yet. Okay. But we're um, and then in, we're here in DC. That's at the C School in Southeast. We are in Cecil County. We're in Baltimore. It's the city of Baltimore, not the county of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, Salisbury is in Wicomico County, mm-hmm. and Cambridge is in Dorchester County. Gotcha. So you, because you said you did when it went to eight, you can distance down. To six, that's mm-hmm. what I believe you said. Uh, yeah. And how many years total now? Two. Two. You said how many? What? You said years. Yeah, it's years total. Two. Yeah, two years. <laughs> Camille's face. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom's five. What you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big. Uh, and, and a process of uh, building. Um, the powers that you, you guys are, you ladies are associated with, like how did you deal with the obstacles mm-hmm. in, the, in the building process? Because, I mean, I I, I have some experiences. Yeah. Um, I think that we are still dealing with obstacles, to be completely transparent. I feel like every time one site is doing great, something happens at another one, and we have okay. to, like, like, revert all our access and all our resource and everything to that and try to fix that and then that's good and then something happens over here um so really just by taking it one step at a time honestly trying not to like overwork ourselves yeah. boundaries up and like because it just started with you two in the beginning right yeah 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 and and, and you, you y'all didn't have no location Mm-hmm. We had to find a location and had to go through all of that, through that whole process. Oh, yeah. That, that process was, it was interesting because some of the, I'll say some of the locations that we went to, the police department was already kind of in. And some okay. of the places okay. were not. It yeah. was kind of like, we had to go, we had to reach out to people, make phone calls, send emails, and then we show up like, hi. We're here to talk to you about PAL and why you should join and why you should be a part of it. And we always say that we're the kind of people that like a phone call is one thing, but like we need to get in front of a person. Yeah. yeah. You can can talk to us. You can just feel a vibe and like for us to feel a vibe from them. 
that's super important. And so we would just go in there and be really honest and authentic and like, this is us and this is what we want to do. And like, we're not trying to be a cookie cutter pal and say like, look at cops and kids doing great things. We want to talk about the fact that there's a, there's a, a reason that kids and cops need to learn each other so that kids aren't afraid of cops, so that cops aren't afraid of kids. And so that we can change a future generation and the experiences that they have. So yeah, we tried to be very upfront and diligent and just keep going every time right. someone was like, uh, no, we were like, okay, well, yeah. maybe we'll just, you know, run through this wall instead of hopping over it. Um, Cause we're gonna get through it somehow. So yeah. So I know it was an amazing feeling to go from one to six locations. <laughs> Right. Right. In two years. That's a word. <laughs> um, it was a lot. It was one time we literally looked at each other and was like, are they for real? Like, uh <laughs> You do that a lot. I think like so much of this work is like really like learning how to pivot from stuff. Mm -hmm. That's girls that constantly it's always something and like it's so easy to feel like you don't have what you need mm -hmm. wow be, that's good like, and now mm -hmm. going through what we're going through with the um health crisis we're having a really hard time getting in contact with our kids like even our partners are having a hard time so like Sherelle and i are just oh, like how do we do this how do we do that and it's like they're realizing we can't do it all but like how do we use what we have to like make it happen and so like it's a lot of like we're having to bounce back quick because we realize like we can't be down but so long because like if we're down like our kids aren't getting the resources and we're really big on being like our kids need this mm -hmm. it's not just like something we do just to be like oh we do this it's like we do it because we care um so a lot of it's been like okay what's our driving motivator right is it outweigh these challenges that we're facing mm -hmm. usually it, it always outweighs the challenges so that's a good thing and, and I'm, I'm gonna turn it back over to Leah. no you're fine no so let me tell you something before james goes on I am something that made me start Renew Talk is also two things. I was big on having great conversation and people would come to me and I and have these awesome, interesting questions and conversations. But then what I realized is that they're not having these conversations with other people. So literally to this day, I started Renew Talk in 2015 to now. The purpose is to create an awesome conversation of growth. And I mean streaming live and all this stuff was not a big thing when I first started. It was more about just the podcast. And you would see some things on like YouTube, but that was pre-recorded. <laughs> Everything was pre-recorded. <laughs> so my other big thing is networking. I really want people to learn from each other and not be fearful of each other. This intimidation or, or I, what can I learn? Yeah. And so that's, I have a few more questions, but I'm going to let James keep going and then I will come back at the end with my few questions when we start wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I know one of the things I had to deal with and uh, it was hard uh, in the beginning was um, everyone that I went to concerning Judah Empowerment had their hand out. So it was like kind of hard because I'm like, well, I haven't really produced anything yet financially to be able to, to I mean, be able to give you anything. So, um, like, did you have to deal with, have to ever deal with those type of things? Or, you know, you, you would think that, hey, why don't you just come and help with Because it's kids. Because, you know, yeah. I, mean, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, man, come on, these are our kids. You know, you know what I mean? And I, I feel like you want to, like, share some of your time with the kids or whatever like that, even if, mm -hmm. like, even if you're not getting anything. And a lot of times, like, in the beginning, I was paying out of my pocket. So I was mm -hmm. telling people to come in the beginning. So, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Did you, had to deal with that process as well? 
Yes. <laughs> that was that was so nice to come out. for years and I had worked in like volunteer management and so when we're over here like reaching out to people to volunteer for us it just makes sense it's like wow yeah. what do these kids have fun you know it's, it's, yeah. it's not boring and like crickets it's nothing <laughs> we, would talk, we would share the message That's with real. people and honestly just in full transparency even down to some officers that you know we would end up being in spaces around and would pitch the program they were kind of like okay and next mm-hmm. and so we had to get, get over the idea of like people want to help kids because there mm-hmm. are some people who do, but yeah. also realizing some people don't have the capacity to one, unfortunately, yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. Um, people's time is stretched, so we've had to get creative mm-hmm. on our requirements for the program when it comes down to like <laughs> the volunteer stuff, like on um, like just their schedules and things of that sort, mm-hmm. but also just being honest with people and being like, listen, this is kind of where we are with the program. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I would rather have volunteers who are truly invested and see our kids as people as opposed to people who are like I'm here but I don't want to be because people feel that you know and so like I think we're still kind of working over that hurdle um but I think like the one thing that we try to do is just be like this is this is it we're not putting on any fronts for the program we still have our things to work through we're still trying to get over gaps like I wish we had kind of like a volunteer base like some of these huge programs but right now we're just like People haven't found out about us yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People find out, and I'm thankful because a lot of the people who have come and volunteer, volunteer, whether it's like some of our friends or even some officers who've heard about the programs, once they come, they're usually in. They're like, this is great. And so mm-hmm. like, I'm thankful because the ones that who have shown up and done work for us, like they've been really great about it. And they do that whole word of mouth, which mm-hmm. has been really important. Um, so that's always a key to getting somebody good in the door, telling nice. a friend. One, one of the things I had, um, I spoken to one of my friends about is when you're working with kids, you're, you're to see more from the seed that you have sown into them. Yeah. Versus, yeah. you know, we're trying to get out of just, I mean, you're going in with a mindset, I'm going to get some money because I'm working with kids. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you will succeed more because you have sown into the kids. Yeah. You're yeah. off of that benefit of what you have sown into them. And, and a lot of people really don't, they really don't understand it. I, I have a friend who has two daycare centers, and she told me, um, another one of our friends wanted to open up a daycare center. And um, one of the, 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 the first question was, can I make can I make a lot of money? And she was like, hey, <laughs> not if you don't, not if you're in it for the money. If you're in it for the money, you're not going to make any money. Yeah. You have to be in it with the love for the children. So, and a lot of people don't realize that when you're working with your children, the last thing you want to worry about is, is finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, it has its benefits, but I mean, you would succeed even more when your heart is in it to really see great, positive results within that child or right. children that you're working with. And yeah. so I, I know it's, it's, it's sometimes it'd be hard for me because I'm like, you know, I'll I be very cautious on who I bring in because a lot of, you know, I'm working in a foster care agency. So these mm-hmm. are, you have a lot of kids that are dealing with rejection. Yeah. Um, and different yeah. things of that nature. So it's kind of hard. I just can't bring any and everybody in because right. they don't know how to deal with that that child at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, so uh, so you know, I, I most definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Understand <laughs> that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, the, people are chiming in. I'm gonna take a moment. I I try to balance between the podcasting aspect of it and showing love to those who've chimed in. So I said it before. Yeah. New Bethel has definitely shown love tonight. 
Um, and Sharala Camille and myself, we all attend New Bethel in Washington, D.C., Shaw area. <laughs> but um, with that, I also have my fam from Philly that has shown in Miss Joan, Jamil Sloan. Come on, like Philly has showed up as well. And um, I just want to thank God also for my good friend, Trey. Trey sent the link for me. I'm talking. She like, hit the link to the thing. <laughs> Miss Wright, come on, Trenton, New Jersey. So I just, I'm grateful those who chimed back in. Like I told people, it's been a year. So this is like me, we grouping thoughts and ideas and how we're going to do it because some things are different. And so it's, it's a vibe. But um, I'm glad everybody's hopping on and checking us out. And if you're hopping in and out, that's cool too. I tell everybody all the time, catch the piece you can. Sometimes you might come back to it later when you have more time to really listen or have the attention span to listen. It takes a moment to sit and listen to it loud. Um, Question I really would like to know is like what this has been two years so far for you. What are some of the, the changes you've seen in the children? Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the changes in the growth that you've seen in the children? Um, and I, I know I agree a lot with things. I know people like you do music. You don't work with children. <laughs> oh, but I have. <laughs> James knows I have. Oh, I started as a teenager working in summer camps. It's been a journey. <laughs> so I just want to <laughs> what's some of the changes you've seen in the children as you interacted with them um, or have, or as they have connected in the um, Power Program? Um, so definitely their ability to, I guess, be vulnerable and share things. I think that that's huge. We've had um, a number of success stories just that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, we had one young man in elementary school who actually came to the program. He was on the autism spectrum or is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And he came to the program and he had one friend in the program and he had told that one friend, like, I'm talking to you and I'm telling you to tell the officers that I ain't talking to them. Like, point blank at the I will not be speaking to them. Like, that's it. I don't want to, I'm not going to make no other friends. Like, I'm good. Y'all leave me alone. Just let me be. And one of our officers called us one day and was just like, oh my gosh, remember that kid I told you about who said he wasn't, or the friend said he wasn't talking to anybody? He came up to me and had a full conversation about his school that day and how he loves this program and how now he feels more comfortable to talk to officers. And he was like, it was the first time he's ever talked to me. I'm like, okay, that's a win. (laughs) That's a win. (laughs) For sure. Um, We also have another young man who's here in D.C., and we started that program in, I guess it was December, December, December of 2018. And it's funny because we went there and we're all like, hey, we're here. This is the program we're bringing to your school, da, 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 da. And he was kind of like, okay, like, thanks. All right. Not really feeling this. I guess I'll sign up because, like, I got to. But, like, um, I don't really care. Like, don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Now, he, we talked to his advisor today and he was like, do you know he's asking me, like, where, where are the ladies? Where is DMV pal? Where are the connect? Like, tell them I got something to talk about. Every time I see him, he goes, hey, Miss Hill, let me let me talk to you right quick. <laughs> he is a businessman. Like, for real, for real. He always has ideas. He actually created their logo for them. Wow. That's good. Like, helps plan their program and their trips. He put on a basketball event for the entire school. And it's funny because we had talked about it. We're like driving up to the school and we're like, we really hope that people are here. Like, mm. I hope that it's not just us in there. It was bumping. The whole, the whole school was there. Oh, wow. 
he showed up and showed out and he put together this whole event. It just was wonderful. So I think just their ability to really share themselves and mm. be comfortable with themselves and just kind of be and understand that, you know, they're people just like the rest of us. They just want to be happy and live and love and learn and all that right. stuff. Right. This yeah. is good. That's good. I'm glad that the stories do help. I know, I, and I want to encourage anybody who's working with the community, anybody who's working with, even just starting out a program or any type of entrepreneurship area, even a podcast, like whatever you're beginning, <laughs> there are going to be obstacles, but I think seeing how it helps people, seeing how DMV Pals has helped these children and how they're changing them for the better. These are good things. And I know above all else that the connection with the police force is a necessary thing. Um, of course, the, is, we're not blind. Everybody on this chat right here is African-American of some sort. We might have some other things in us, but when we look, <laughs> when they see us, <laughs> they see black. Black and black. <laughs> so we know that the, the need it is for that connection. And so I was inspired ever since I met y'all. Like. I, I, ever since I met you, I was like, oh, that's banging, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> ever since I met, and because of working with James and working with other people who have the same type of vision, um, it's really a sacrifice. Like, yeah. let me let me put that out there for anybody who's listening now or chimes back in later. Doing things like this is, is very much so a sacrifice because there may be times when you want to do other stuff with your money and mm -hmm. your money goes to your wish you're working towards and it doesn't mean that you don't love what you do it's just that day in that moment you want your money to go somewhere else right. 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 <laughs> and so i watched james sacrifice and so talking with you guys and you sharing your story and even sharing the pieces of it does help uh two more questions before we wrap up one of my things is i know this is not a conversation about grants but what is your information just to connect people with, with if they need to get a grant or just the, the beginning of the process? And, and like I said, you don't, don't mean I have all the answers, but just a little help. Help along the way. <laughs> uh, sure. So we get um, one of our mentoring grants is from National Pal. And so you can go to the National Pal website, find out more information if you're interested in starting a pal and want more information about their grants. Cool. Um, but we also actually work with a consulting agency in Maryland. Okay. And so they kind of, uh, they'll email us and be like, hey, we just saw this grant pop up. Do you think you can have something to us by like Monday and today's Friday? And we're like, okay, <laughs> sure. Like we'll figure it out. Um, so really that's, they do a lot of the, the grant looking work mm -hmm. or looking work for us just because we don't have, we don't, there's not enough hours in the day for us to right, do both. the research mm -hmm. of that piece. So that's really where a lot of that comes from. But I do know that you can go to, if you're in Maryland, it's um, the governor's office. We are the governor's office on crime control and prevention. That's who we work with just okay. because of the officer and the kids right. connection. But they usually have things on their website. And something just to kind of go along with what Sherelle said, for anyone who's looking for grants, and especially if it's like specific to something, I would just literally Google mm -hmm. the thing that you're thinking of with grants because like, you know, states and things they offer them, but like also like smaller mm -hmm. um, organizations. Mm -hmm. um, so like I would just look it up and just literally start writing them. I think like, you know, you have people who are grant writers, but ultimately right. you just need to know how to write and have like, and I mean like literally you just need to have you know, the letters up there and then adding your information. 
I know that sometimes, like, you know, if people are to, like, regret your grant or you didn't get it, you can ask them for feedback, ultimately. And, you know, that's you can good. say, like, that's that's like, that did I do wrong? And so, like, when it opens back up, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just kind of a trial and error thing, because at the end of the day, it's free money. So a lot of people are competing for it. And some of them have, you know, really strict guidelines on it where people mm-hmm. do this, do they have to check this. But there are some where it's kind of like, that you're doing this great work, yeah. you have it. Right. Um, so definitely out there for people to get. I would just Google and find something that works for you and just apply. That's good. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. Go ahead. I just, to, I just want to commend you too because, uh, as Elaine stated, we have worked actually we worked together for uh, a program once before, and we have seen. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we, we have seen the worst of both sides, the kids, and you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's very you know commending to see you two um, really putting your hearts and a lot all the energy you have to our. Uh, Having a positive energy or a role model on our kids, uh, and what have you, like that. It's not, I know it's not easy. <laughs> I know for a fact it's not easy. I mean, especially when you're dealing with kids from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. So, I most definitely commend you to. Thank you so much. Yes, right back at you. You're doing yeah. awesome. Yes. And music, right. music makes the world go around. Yeah. It's, so it's so nice. It's like therapy. So, just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So before before we chime out, my last question and what I'm asking you all to do, um, of course, just to give you heads up so you can prepare your hearts and mind. James was on here before, so somebody always closes out my podcast in prayer. So Sherelle and Camille, you can talk this out and you know, you know, figure that out. You know, (laughs) I won't ask James. I won't ask James because he's always been on before. So I'm going to ask one of you guys to figure it out. But before we go into prayer, I just want to ask that you share. Uh, where people can find your program, where they can find um, DMV Pow, and then James, I'm gonna ask you to share where people can find you the empowerment. And so, just I put the DMV Pow um, dot org link in. I kept writing DMV dot com, and I said, wait a minute, it's not working. So y'all saw me turning, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the right website. Hold on. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, org, org, org. Uh, <laughs> but do share, uh, yeah, where people can learn more about your program. So we are at um, www.dmbpal.org. That's our website. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at dmbpal. That's at d-m-b-p-a-l. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, you can email us. The email is on the website, but it's info at dmbpal. And also, if anybody is watching and has children, we are launching a um, Life is Still Good challenge. So Ooh. it's off of Life is Good, Future and Drake song. Um, but basically, it's to highlight the fact that life is still good despite all this is going on. And it also talks about different life skills and things that kids will need to be successful. And so they get to, um, on Instagram and Facebook, we actually have the videos. They're little short clips. They talk about the different life skills and then also uh, highlight a celebrity that the kids may know. And then we also have some Zoom videos that we recorded that are a little bit longer that dive deeper into the topic. But we have a challenge, and you can win some pretty cool stuff. So there's things from books to, like, family fun packs. The grand prize winner wins, like, a pizza party. For, for the family on us. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, the, have these been av- avenues or things that you've been doing since the COVID crisis started? So I didn't, I, I intentionally didn't want to do an episode like about the COVID crisis. I was mm-hmm. like, come on. Like we gotta, 
we gotta start thinking that we have lives. Like, <laughs> I understand how heavy this is, but I was like, yeah. we're doing things, we're moving, we're shaking. So, yeah. is that something you're doing in the midst of it uh, to keep things going? Yes, it is. It's also um, something to kind of incentivize the okay. kids as well, because we've heard from some of our, our partners that the kids have checked out of okay. school in general. So yeah. since it's something that was after school, we're hoping that they'll remember that pal is fun and they enjoy it coming and they can get a little something if they participate. Yeah. So we've done that um, as well as we have a really good friend who's a therapist in Baltimore and mm. we created a holistic wellness uh, holistic wellness guide that just has different activities that can be done at home. Um, it, it gets the whole family involved. There's things from like scavenger hunts to belly breathing to we're doing a backpack challenge and Workout, all that stuff. So that's on our website. It's free. It's free. Now, before I go any further, because I'm trying to wrap up, but I got another. What is belly breathing? (laughs) (laughs) Belly breathing, like we don't realize, like because I think breathing is so natural to us, Mm -hmm. how much really controls everything. So, like if we're upset, if we're sad, happy, whatever, it can kind of get really like it can fluctuate a lot. So, belly breathing is basically when you just take like really slow, intentional breaths. So, like you might inhale on like a count of five and like your stomach just fills up with air. Like that's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And then you breathe out on a slow count. So it kind of just brings your body back to center. Okay. So it's good. Um, it's really good for anyone, but we used it for our kids. Um, basically a lot of our kids like in yeah. Baltimore, Cambridge, all over. And so we had like nine year olds and even some of our older kids like belly breathing. So if a kid just got frustrated yeah, because okay. their friend took their snack, it's like, let me belly breathe and bring myself down. Um, I would really encourage anyone, like I said, we can send you the information to yeah. like, honestly look up belly breathing. I do it all the time. All the time. Okay. <laughs> Balance you out. But like I said, it just helps to regulate your breathing. Um, so, free tip. Good. This is good. I, so those are vocal exercises for, <laughs> for me. <laughs> when you said that, I said, oh, I, I had to do that. I know. <laughs> so you already have. But it makes sense, though, for anxiety, especially if you feel yourself going somewhere. And, you know, the, the whole thing, count down to 10. I, I used to say, bring yourself down. That makes that's level-minded thinking. That's good. Okay. James, do share, or Judah, because they're going to see Judah. Do share more about Judah Empowerment and um, where they can find you and what you're doing and everything. Okay. Uh, well, our website is www.judahempowerment.com. Uh, we're doing something up on our website uh, for our New York location. The website is built, was built for Philadelphia location. We want to do some upgrading. But we still going to receive messages. We still sign up the kids for the classes and everything mm-hmm. on www.judah.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook under empowerment.judah on Facebook, empowerment.judah. Oh, I'm sorry, on Instagram, empowerment.judah. And on Facebook, Judah Empowerment. <laughs> that sounds so good. So when are you coming to D.C.? Yeah, cause we we got some kids for you. <laughs> Call me, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring the team from New York. Okay, that sounds great. It's a deal. <laughs> Listen, the, Ber- the Berkeley, Berkeley State. Well, they're, they're no longer they graduated, but they love working with the kids. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And if you find us on Instagram, you'll see. Um, some of our workers that work with the kids from Berkeley College. Yes, we're going to follow in with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. This is good. So thank you guys for joining in once again. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you all those who stayed the whole time. 
the fact right. that you stayed on the whole time means a lot. Sure. I actually kept Facebook going because I, when I saw that other people were still coming on and like, oh, I'm watching. I was like, oh, this is love. So I appreciate my community, my Mausana people that chimed in at the end. And um, my Olive people that hopped on, that's my home church back in Philly. I appreciate yeah. everyone. And of course, New Bethel, <laughs> you got love. <laughs> so this is definitely something that um, I encourage people to uh, vibe into and look into. And um, DMV Powers, I'm going to let you know now that Michael and I have been talking. Michael Jones is our uh, our minister over our young adults. And he was like, we need to do something later or later on in the year with DMV Powers. So we'll be coming We'll be coming because we we want to do we, we want to be more community active. So once we get things in place, make sure everything's good with church and the connection, then we'll make sure that we have everything in order to make it happen. So yeah, this is all about it. And I know you was messing with James like when you come to DC, don't play with him because this man. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> he will train car. We get there. <laughs> Yes, yes. But Elaine, I, I really thank you for our, it's my second time being on the show. And uh, Elaine, like I said, she she helped me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We have done a lot of things, uh, business and out church, whatever. We done done it all. We done it all. We even counsel people together. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and don't got no degrees in counseling. <laughs> no, no. But to be able to see her venturing off on her own podcast and business, and, and you know we'll be able to we we'll just be able to come together at some point in time um, with us you know doing our own separate things. It's always an honor just to be on this platform. So I, I thank you for the opportunity and uh, the, the opportunity just to be on this platform is was definitely an honor. Oh no problem, I mean, bro. You, you, you had the big people on here, so I feel kind of you know. <laughs> on if you just joined us on facebook check out the link we're closing out our show tonight um but it's going to be up on soundcloud it will once i get done the edits for the episode of may i put it on soundcloud it goes up on you on itunes and of course immediately it was going to show up on youtube so if you just hopped on to my live on facebook join us on youtube and you can check it out whenever you have downtime i tell people all the time i think people um, when you ask them to do something, they feel obligated. Um, yeah. now, now, I will say, I sing with two other groups. So when I'm like, can you buy this album? I do be like, can you do that soon? But <laughs> can you go, like, can, can you go, like, you know, go click this song soon? But when it comes to my podcast, I know what it takes to sit and listen. And that's a process. Like, you have to be in the mindset to, to even care about the topic. And so if you hop on SoundCloud on iTunes or even YouTube to watch or to listen to any episodes, just pick episodes you like, something that interests you, and just take the time to listen to it. Shout out to everybody who chimed in tonight. And Sherelle and Camille, have you decided who's going to pray? I think Sherelle decided it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> to just put your name. <laughs> 
something before I say it. I'll allow her to speak. Go ahead. This girl, this girl, she, come on, girl. So, um, so um, basically, I'm, I'm going to pray. She does really great prayers, too. But I started a prayer group kind of probably like a month or it was like right when it right kind of started, started popping off. Okay. So, like, I'm going to be disciplined, but it was basically because it's like so much going on in the world. Like, I know it's just a lot of people struggling with how to do it how to deal with this and I feel like my like really just anchor has been just my faith during this right. time mm-hmm. and so like I've been like just sitting in verses and like reflection because like I also like I love to write and so like sitting in my own reflection but also reflection questions for people um and prayers to go with it so it's definitely been like pushing me in my my whole like prayer life because it's like one of those things like you wouldn't have caught me praying <laughs> a year ago probably like out loud with people um so it's definitely been a big change so that's why she's over here like she, she, she's great. She does such a wonderful job. Uh, James wonderful. is all in this because we are prayer-minded. And I, so I, I, I know we're just going to prayer, but one thing I want to say is that, um, so sidebar, Judah is known for church. Like, he is known for mm. church, shouting, like the connections he makes with people in the church community, leaders in the church community, especially we come from a Pentecostal apostolic background, so that's what mm. he is known for. But see, the catch-22 with James is that after church is over, the heat is big on prayer. So what mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it because I know he would never say it, but he will get up and get up at 5 a.m. and do a 5 a.m. prayer. But he's, yes. and, he's, and he's big on making sure he's committed to God. And sometimes I think when we get involved in the church spectrum, it's all about, you know, the look of me being interested. And it's like, <laughs> it does, it takes time. And it's also a real conviction that when we leave church, how do I keep this relationship up? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a very real conversation. And some people, I know, I think some people have a whole idea of what it's supposed to look like. And mm-hmm. the truth is, whatever God pulls in your heart to do is what mm-hmm. you do. And so that's how I landed with a new talk, was with prayer, with time with God. Yeah. And yeah. it's doing what 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 is God feeling calling you to do. And it may mm-hmm. not look so like, no, I did not start this show with prayer because I have a lot of people that listen. They don't believe in God. Yeah. A lot of time yeah. you get to the end. <laughs> and then I also play music that is just positive music, but I also play gospel music at the beginning of the show. So those who want to listen to like the full effect of the podcast, hop on iTunes, hop on SoundCloud, because you'll see how I bring it all together. Because mm-hmm. for those who don't mm-hmm. believe, I'm not, I don't want to shove Jesus down nobody's throat. Mm-hmm. Like the times like this, people see, oh, you know what? I might try this prayer thing. This thing might work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my two cents about it. So I appreciate you, Camille, sharing um, your prayer group. Tell us, uh, well, tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll, I know, I can go on and on. So tell us about it, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> It's, it's just literally called like a Christ over coronavirus group. So mm-hmm. like I literally at first I was like doing it like every day, like Monday through Friday, but mm-hmm. I was kind of slacking and like, um, so I still need to send mine for the day. So then I was like, I'm going to do it Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So I just like posted it up. So it was like friends from Facebook, like family, people who like added like a few other people. Um, and really just the way, like I told you all like, at first, Cause like I really feel like God was going like okay well you're doing this maybe it'll help someone else and mm-hmm. so I had questions that ideally I was trying to get people to respond back to no one was really responding like that so I was kind of like Ugh. and like I had to check my ego because I'm like okay if he's telling you to do something you can't get mad because no one's responding to where you're not getting right. the attention that you want from it because like that's not what it's supposed to be about 
Um, and so, like, I send it, and I hope that it blesses people, and they listen, whether it's later, they do the questions, and it makes them think, because it's things that kind of make me think, and yeah. just another thing, just like, you're feeling like you're just surrounded by everything that's going on, just with the coronavirus, or just even your own personal world, and mm-hmm. if anything, it's 10 minutes to be like, okay, let me reflect on that, um, so yeah, just a little drop of Jesus, God. <laughs> that's good. You can go ahead and pray us out, and I appreciate both of you guys, all three of you, for just taking the time to sit and to talk and to share your struggles and your strengths. <laughs> thank you. Of course, thank you. Okay, perfect. God, I thank you. Thank you for this time for us to come together, Lord, to use our time intentionally on a Friday night, God, to share in community, God, to share in the fact that even though we all may be in our own separate places, that we are all still one, God, and able to use Elaine's platform, like, it leans platform, God, excuse me, as a way for you to get your glory, God, as a way for people to talk about their struggles, as a way for people to talk about their success, Lord, but ultimately as a way for people to talk about what you've done through our lives, Lord. Thank you for giving us motivation, God, that for whoever may be listening to this, Lord, they feel encouraged, whether it's to start a business, whether it's to write a book, whether it's just to say something that's done in their heart, God. Allow them to push in closer to you, Lord, knowing that you're listening, God. Allow them to see you for who you are in this season, God. Allow them to know, Lord, that you are a way maker, God, that you are a light in the darkness, God, and you are whatever that we may need, God, when we're back for you, for guidance, when we're calling on you for help, God. Allow over you for allow us to go to you, God, for comfort, knowing that you will show up to us, Lord, knowing that you will hear our prayers, God, even those prayers that we don't whisper, God, even those prayers that just sit in our heart, God, allow us to know you, allow us during this time to push in closer to who you are, knowing that you will not leave us nor forsake us, God, even though we may face struggling times, God, and just the reality of what's going on around us, God, allow us to know who you are, allow us to know your, just your grace and your mercy, God, and allow us to press in closer, knowing that you will deliver us from whatever season we may find ourselves in, God. So as people go throughout their weekend, let them not forget you. Let them not forget what you put on their hearts. Let you not forget what you told them to do during this time, that you told them to be obedient, that you told them to be disciplined, God. Allow them to just search their hearts and really quiet out the noise that pushes them from you. Quiet out the noise that just makes you feel distant, God. Allow them to just know you and spend time with you this yes, weekend. Lord. It's just beyond anything that they've imagined. And Lord, as I close this out, thank you for just being such a good father. Thank yes. you for sending to the cross to die on our behalf, God, so that we would know you, God. And as I go throughout this weekend and as I find rest and as we find just a time to relax and let things go off of our shoulders, allow us to just still move and think what it is that you're telling us to do. Yes, sir. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.